Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We are currently sharing in a four-part series on the love of God. In our previous three studies, we have witnessed how God's love justifies, sanctifies, and glorifies. And I continue to be humbled and amazed at the love of God and its impact on the believer. Today on Drawing Near, we see God's love demonstrated. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 5 and study God's love demonstrated. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And Father, thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. Today, especially for your love, how it works in our lives, saving, sanctifying, and glorifying. Father, some of this we are yet to experience, the full maturity of our faith in this life and the glorification we will receive when we are with Jesus. Father, open our eyes and our ears to your truth today and guide us in understanding and not only experiencing your love, but also sharing your love with other people. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Romans 5, verses 6 through 8, we see how God's love has been demonstrated. In verse 6, it says this, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Here in verse 6, we see our problem. And we need to note, it is our problem. It's not God's problem. It's our problem. We're the ones who are stuck in a situation that needs help. We are told two things here in verse 6. It says, For while we were still helpless, so we're helpless, At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So we're ungodly. So here's our problem. We are ungodly sinners. We have all, like sheep, gone astray, turning to our own way. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are sinners. And in God's righteous judgment, we are condemned to eternal hell and separation from God. It is God's judgment that sinners are condemned, and His judgment is the only judgment that matters. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if you and I think that our sins are not worthy of such a judgment. God, in His righteousness, in His holiness, has justly judged that sinners are condemned to hell. So we have a problem. We are ungodly. We are condemned. But in verse 6, it not only says that we are ungodly, but it says that we are helpless. It is a condition that we are helpless to remedy. We are sinners, we are condemned, and we cannot do anything about it. The solution is completely beyond our control. But verse 6 tells us, while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. We have this problem, but God is the one who solves it. He's under no obligation to solve it. But he does. Christ died for the ungodly. The solution for our problem, for our ungodliness, in our helplessness, is that God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Isaiah 53 tells us, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God's solution for our problem is that Jesus Christ, a sinless sacrifice, would die on the cross bearing our sin and our guilt, and through his death, burial, and resurrection, would provide salvation for the helpless, ungodly sinner. This all took place, according to verse 6, at the right time. I think it's important to note that God not only has a plan and a purpose, but he accomplishes his purposes on his timetable. God is all-knowing, all-wise. He is in total control of all of his creation. He has plans and purposes, and he accomplishes this on his own timetable. And so at the right time, at the appointed time, Christ died for the ungodly. The truth that Jesus Christ would die on the cross for ungodly sinners is a puzzling sacrifice. It should bring about some questions, some wonderment, because we're told in verse 7, For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. Death is a very serious thing. Isn't that the biggest understatement that you've heard today? Death is serious? Well, it is. And many people have this looming over them all the time. Some fear death more than others. Some think about death more than others. Death is a serious matter. And therefore, we don't die or give ourselves to dying very easily. And so we're told in the scriptures, one will hardly die for a righteous man, even though perhaps Perhaps, for the good man, someone would dare even to die. Dying on behalf of someone else is not commonplace. And yet, to have someone like the Lord Jesus, sinless, righteous, holy, completely acceptable to God the Father, give his life on behalf of ungodly, helpless sinners is amazing. We should pause and wonder why God would send his son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sin, to reconcile us, to redeem us. We may think that we're very, very valuable and very, very precious. I certainly think that my wife, my mother, my family, that they are precious to me. Their lives are very, very valuable. But we cannot overstate the vast gulf between us and our creator caused by sin. Our rebellion, our sinfulness, our selfish disposition toward him, this has created a gulf that only Jesus Christ on the cross could span, could bridge for us. So God sent Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus willingly humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. The question is why? Why did God do this? Verse 8 tells us, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God did this because of his love for us, his love for sinners, his creation. Demonstration is an interesting word. God demonstrates his love. What is a demonstration? What does it mean to demonstrate? Well, I looked this up, and there are two definitions for it. The first is the action or process of showing the existence 
or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. The action or process of showing the existence or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. First of all, through this definition, we can see that God giving Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sin is evidence of his love for us. It's proof of his love for us. He demonstrates, he proves his love by sending Jesus to die on the cross for lost, helpless sinners. God is love. The fact that God is love is proven by this demonstration. The second definition says this, it's a practical exhibition or explanation of how something works or is performed. God sending Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins demonstrates how God's love works. This demonstration shows that God's love sees the need in another's life and in a sacrificial way meets that need. Now, we may do that for a loved one or a close friend. We may see a serious need in their life, and we may sacrificially do whatever it takes to meet that need. God's love is higher than that. God's love saw the need in helpless sinners, in his enemies, those who had rebelled against him, and he was willing to meet their need to pay for their sin, to provide salvation and forgiveness of sin through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's the demonstration of God's love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We are not the righteous man that someone would hardly die for. We're not the good person that someone might see value in giving their life on their behalf. We cannot, again, overstate we are sinners. We are condemned. There is no redeeming value in us. God redeems us because of his love for us. So God's demonstration shows us that he is love, and it shows us the kind of love that God possesses. It's the kind of love that would have Jesus Christ condescend to come down from heaven, live a sinless life, die on the cross, bearing our sin, bearing our punishment, our condemnation, so that we might receive forgiveness and be able to have a relationship and a fellowship with God. I strongly encourage you to take some time and read through the gospel passages concerning the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It's important that we understand the price Jesus paid, the sacrifice he made. It's also important to recognize that this price was necessary because of the greatness of our sin and rebellion against God. You want to know how great your sin is? Look at the price that it took to redeem you, to reconcile you to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. 
For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for a love that we have difficulty comprehending. And it's because of our sin that we have such difficulty. It is sad and unfortunate to think that we do not really understand the depth of our own sinfulness. The heart is desperately wicked above all things who can know it. And yet, Father, we need to understand the depth of our sin and separation from you if we are to ever understand the greatness of your love for us that was demonstrated through Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Help us, Father, to understand these things, to meditate on these things, to contemplate these things that we might be able to worship you, to exult in your salvation in a way that you desire us to. Watch over your people and care for them. And I ask, Father, that you would use this time, that you would use the glorious gospel to touch the hearts and lives of sinners, that they too may be forgiven and have a relationship with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.